with heavy hearts. I think especially today of the, the Scholl and Hancock families as they say goodbye to their dad and grandpa as Mike Lake passed away and as they celebrate his life yesterday. I pray especially today for um, Harper and Heikema family, families as Dee Harper is in the hospital with a stroke. We pray today we celebrate with the Anderson family that Chris is with us and that uh, the accident wasn't worse than it was. And so, Father, we come before you in these moments recognizing we come, some of us, with joys and celebrations of new jobs or new opportunities. And some of us come with grief and pain and sorrow. We enter into this space from both backgrounds and some of us somewhere in the middle. And so today we ask that you would be present in our lives in this moment, in this space. It's our hope and our desire that somehow we would be your people that are unique in this world to offer love and passion and hope and justice in places that seem to lack it. It's our hope and our desire that we would reflect Jesus in ways that are life-giving and hope-filled wherever we may go. And that somehow, and even in these moments together, that you would speak to our hearts in such a way that would change the very essence of who we are. So Father, will you help us today? Will you speak? you speak through me, will be your words that we hear, not even mine, will, will be that in these moments, this opportunity, there'll be something that connects our everyday life with the divine nature of God that will reshape us to our best selves, our Christ-centered selves. And as some of us wrestle with whether we believe or don't believe today, may you make, help us to make room for each person in our lives, that we would love people where they are and not where we wish they were. And so, Father, will you be with us in these moments, we pray. Jesus' name. You may be seated. Well, it's good to be with you today. Last week, we were, our family was on vacation. Um, I was going to tell you I feel a little guilty that my family is driving back today and I flew home, but I don't feel guilty because, um, well, for lots of reasons, but I don't feel guilty because um, they went for two weeks and I went for a week, but I don't feel guilty because my plane got delayed twice and then I missed my connection and I spent the night in Chicago. So, um, I don't feel guilty because I traveled for 24 hours as well. Um, but it was, I, I was, went to church in Venice, Florida last Sunday, and it was interesting to, to be a part of like brothers and sisters who, who also are followers of Jesus, but it was just different, and it was good to be home, and um, it's good to be here today, and so I'm glad to be with you. But I, I was thinking this week, as I was thinking about today's message, what are the names that we all think of that we know about? What are names that, like, when I say them, I don't have to give you the full name, but just a part of the name, and you know who I'm talking about. Like, if I said Da Vinci, or Galileo, or Alexander, or Plato, or Aristotle, or Shakespeare, or Washington, or Lincoln, or Tupac, or Beyonce, or Pele, or Drake, or Jordan, or LeBron, like, you know who I'm talking, well, most of you know who I'm talking about, for most of those. And the one, one name, like, you're like, oh, that's who he's talking about. I don't have to give you the full name, but yet we all know those are not their full names. They have either first or last names, depending on what I gave you, or for some of them, it's not even their real name. But names are interesting things. Names are powerful. They really are. I mean, I... I went ahead and looked up again this week. I knew, but I wanted to double check because maybe it had changed in some way. But Aaron, I was named after the guy in the Bible, and um, his name means lofty, exalted, or high mountain. And I wanted to ask my parents still to this day, like, do you know I'm afraid of heights, right? Like, <laughs> bad call. <laughs> but my daughter, her name is Gracie. It means, like, just full of grace. 
Um, I also think it should mean, like, super strong-willed. <laughs> it doesn't, by the way. <laughs> I'm adding it to it. We were naming Isaac. We were trying to come up with names. So Keith and I bantered names back and forth. And I wanted to name him Ezekiel and call him Zeke. And that was my kind of my hope. And Katie said, well, if we're going to name him Ezekiel and call him Zeke, just name him Zeke. I'm like, well, I don't want to name him Zeke. I want to name him Ezekiel and call him Zeke. And she said, we're not doing that. And I said, well, Ezekiel means like God will strengthen. I mean, like, that's kind of cool. And she's like, I don't care. Um, we're not naming him Zeke, Ezekiel, unless you're going to call him Ezekiel. So we went with Isaac. And Isaac's name means laughter. And I, I, I got to be honest with you, I used to think, like, that's kind of a bummer of a name to mean laughter, but whatever, like, you know, and so I, I was telling the story, I'm like, hey, here's the cool thing about Isaac, he carried on the faith of his father Abraham, and he carried on for a whole people, and so he carried on what his dad had started, and so your job is to carry on what your dad tries to do, and he's like, okay, whatever, dad, um, but the truth is, I think sometimes we get names right, we get them right in such a way that their name means what it should mean. In fact, I, I've got a short clip of, it's not the best clip I could find, it's the best clip I could find, it's not the best clip we have, um, of Isaac meaning laughter, and so I'm just going to show you a quick video of Isaac laughing. But, but I want to say that I don't think it's ever flippant. And 
that there are some spiritual things that come along with what may be practical. In fact, the early church became known by what particular thing, particular name, particular way of living. They were known by this over and over again. In fact, the early church was known for really kind of one thing. Even though there were all kinds of issues in Corinth, they all kinds of sexual issues, it was a disaster. I mean, the apostles couldn't decide what rules they were supposed to follow, what rules they wanted to argue about all the time. Paul couldn't decide whether he wanted to punch people when he wrote his letters or give them hugs. He was a mess. I mean, you read this stuff and you're not really sure what to do with some of this, but at the end of the day, the church was known for one particular thing, and really was known for that for the first three centuries of the church's existence. Church was known as a radically inclusive In a world that was radically exclusive,
thing for the thing no doubt. And and so I asked him the same thing, but Holly were really, really good. I said, Great, you just wrote my sermon, thank you. So I've been literally reading first word to word. I've got two books from her today. And and so you thought she did a great job. Here here's one of the quotes. The idea that many parents decide to wait until after a child is born to get a name that better depicts what they look like, we in a sense got this opportunity. We saw what the child, quote, mature, end quote, looked like, or looked hopeful looked like, but we chose a name to match that. We've been given a chance to rename ourselves based on who we have got us and our parents to be. These were the way to a good name, meaningful, and memorable for the people who helped establish the church at that time. However, once we more than just placed on that, name for its geographic location. Only the people who think about famous might be made around the world. Just name to reflect that desire. Sometimes people are named in honor or memory of someone. They didn't have to try to live into or up to that name, but in honor of brings to those who gave the name. Most of the time, the person who gave the name doesn't know the namesake because they had passed away before they had met them. In this case, we give their names to the honor of a person who born that. Although we didn't name the church that we were looking for this, or this like this church, or anything like that, we chose it in connection to one because we believe it is who Jesus loves the church to be. We didn't get named after me personally, rather the heart of who Jesus is. We hope that we will be a connection to church will get to this man for whom we were named after. See, this is when we gather to celebrate who Jesus is and what he has done and continues to do all We gather in hopes of connecting people with Jesus in life-changing, life-giving, causing deep ways. We gather to share our burdens, our brokenness, our celebrations, our sorrow, everything we need to connect to Jesus and connect to each other. We gather to model what it means to love one another. The images are often helpful when we're trying to depict those kinds of things. In fact, um, Images help us trying to pick who we are, what we're trying to do. Images become things that are seared in our memory and in our mind. We've already shown you loads of great things businesses. You go, oh, yeah, you can name the business. Why don't you do golden arches together? You go, oh, you got it, you got it. Uh, at least every kid would tell you that for sure. Right? Like if it was a logo, you could probably tell me what it is. You probably show you a car, so you go, oh, Jesus. Right, we're actually, um, in fact, I'm watching the cross outside of the room right now. So you can see a new cross outside. Um, the images are helpful on which we're others, especially those who are not yet blessed. So we have a photo that has a picture of on the screen right now. And so as we were mentioning this, it's the logo that I'm going to read to you from the Holly logo about this because they're better than I can offer. The logo itself looks like a location icon on Google Maps or Maps app. It's literally the destination we're trying to reach. It points us to the place we come to. Next, we gather to celebrate with one another, encourage one another, support one another, and worship with one another. It's a marker on the map that shows us that we can fuel up for the days other than Sunday. The law also has an opening near the top, meaning everyone is invited, just as they are, to connect with us and with Jesus. This isn't an exclusive club. We want everyone to be a part. We also belong to a list that can be opened to crowds. The logo also looks like an arrow. It means we want to just connect with one another on Sunday mornings so that we can go and connect with Jesus personally in our community throughout the week for our own lives. See, one of the cool things that I've noticed in the last 22 years of this year 
first came, he, he consistently, I knew that uh, about 15 to 20 minutes after the service was over, I had a lot of new ideas. You were wrong. Uh, and I've noticed the last few years, like that has changed. I can now walk doors and leave, and some of you are still here. And it's been kind of cool for me to watch this evolution that has happened. So, but now I'm like, all right, can you stop talking? Can I go home? Uh, no. You stay as long as you want. I'll walk the doors and you can leave. Uh, whatever you want. Like, this is how this works. Like, it worked out really well for all of us. But this is one of the cool things I've begun to see is there's an attempt by any of us to try to connect with people more. And so, what I want to say today is this. Um, you new here. You'll never be cautious about who you want to be Okay? I really think it's there. I told you the other day when I first came for about six or eight weeks, I thought I was just Right? And not really worship. Because they thought new people in a big place were strange. She'd never been there before. And so she wanted to stay in my life. And so she's still like that. But she went on with other kids in life and she left home to one of her age. But you're not sure who you want to get connected to. And sometimes you come and do it, people are great at reading, people are not great at connecting with you. They may say go low, but they don't invite you into their life. And so I want to say to that, I'm sorry if that's happened to you. Genuinely, I am. If you've been here a long time, like here's what I want to say, like, that's great. And so my challenge is this make it more than a place you gather once a week, make it a people that you are a part of. And see, here's the hard part living intentionally and connecting with others is difficult. It's hard. Because it becomes your responsibility. It takes personal ownership by all of us to do that. And some of us get rejected at times, and we get rejected first. It's like, after the word, this is never fun. It's like the cookies are popular, you invite someone else to lunch, you invite them over, and they say, oh, no. Or not today. It happens. It really happens. And again, and again. Because what you'll find is over time, if we work to expand the people that we know, we'll find that our, our opportunity to love people well, to carry out resources to love one another, gradually expands. And you say, well, I've been here. I heard someone not in our church, so I can say this. Uh, someone would say, I've been in this church for 20 years, and no one ever invites us out. We invite people all the time. Well, get over yourself. You can invite people. Like, so what if we didn't invite you? Invite someone else. I, I know that's not hard. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you just focus on love. And love doesn't say, what have you done for me? It says, what can I do for you? That's what love looks like. Jack, and we were working earlier this month, and one thing that was awesome was working with you, I asked the question, who do you know that's new? And some people start getting some people in bed, and um, the fun part for me is, some people go, oh, so and so, and they've been going for like two years. Two years. I'm not exaggerating. Well, I'm not exaggerating. Two years. Like that person's been there. But they were really good. They were like, just me. So I was catching. So what I challenged before I said this. Um, you want to know everyone what is that's possible? But well, it doesn't need to be passed on by God. And so we, we use a phrase we talk about a lot, like, what's that? Like, what about like, what is it? Those of you going here for like years. Well, then you ask this question. Hey, I'm Billy. Nice to meet you. How long have you been attending here? Because if you go, oh, are you new? No, been here two years. Thanks, man. Nice to meet you. Stay with me. Cool. But connection happens when we're intentionally, when we are speaking the language we use, 
like driving for people. And like, here's a challenge I'll take to you. Your kids were on here every single week. Somebody goes, oh, they're going to trip over and they're like, hey, you make that stop looking at Instead, they think that kid's name is sweet. I'm going to bring to my child. I wonder if there's a moment in their life that I could invest in. What if we keep that kind of people in our community who know for radical inclusivity and radical So you don't have to know everyone. It's a good thing you don't. However, it's never excuse not to try. Do these calls cycle through radical behavior? Or I sit on radical inclusivity and radical love? It's calling us the same thing. To move on to church. We need people who live in such a way. That's what we want to so let's connect people to people. Give me Jesus and guys for us, for our future, our families, and community. Connect you to the church. Connect the people to each other. Here's my challenge for the next two weeks. Next week we're going to talk about what this look like for us. How do we do this? What's going to take for all of us? What's going to take work for all of us? We want to know so I'm challenging you, if you haven't walked out next to Sunday morning at 10 30, please don't go out of time. It's all good. Everyone's going to be great. But be here these next two weeks because you're not going to miss what we're talking about, about what we're going for us in the next five to ten years for us to become the people who use Christ. In fact, I'm going to say it this way um, on September 8th is going to be the first time official day where we can go with a new date. Hopefully, it's on that day.
when we look low, even when we're not sure what to do, when we look low, even when we don't know what direction we're going, can we answer the question day in and day out? What's the one thing we have to do? And then we live as a people who need to grow. So, Father, we pray that you can continue to get work in our hearts and our minds and our lives, and you transform us to look more and more like your son. We pray this in the Son of Jesus' name. Just give us the